How can open source help you do IoT right? That's the question I asked Sam and Daniel from Toradex. Now, they made the observation that most embedded solutions and their discussions revolved around the software aspects. They decided to focus on developing system on modules to help streamline the hardware part, which allows customers to focus on adding value on the software part. And to make things even simpler for you, they offer an open source stack that goes from the Yocto base to Ryzen OS, all the way up to DevTools and the cloud. So check out this interview to discover how well open source and embedded fit together. Hi everyone, this is the IoT Show. I'm Olivier, your host. We are in Seattle in the Tordex offices, and I'm here with Daniel and Sam. Folks, how are you doing? Great, thanks for having us. Well, you are having me, technically speaking, because yeah. I'm drinking your coffee in your cups. Awesome. Uh, before we get into the topic of today, which is discussing open source and embedded, and how they work together, and how Toradex is applying best practices and leveraging open source in the world of embedded, why don't you introduce yourself? Let's we'll start with you, Daniel. Okay, yeah. My name is Daniel Lang. I'm now the Chief Marketing Officer for Toradex, but I'm with Toradex for about 18 years, and my background is in electrical engineering, software development, before I uh, moved more to marketing and product uh, management. Thanks, Daniel. And my name is Sam Imgruth. I'm the CEO here at Toradex. Uh, I also joined the company about 17 years ago as a development engineer and worked my way up to now leading the company globally, which is a super exciting part awesome. of my career. So I know we have something in common, all of us, which is a bit sad, which is Windows CE. So like, I think we got to know each other because I was at Microsoft working on evangelizing Windows embedded to developers. And I know I engaged with, with you, Sam, and other people on the team as well in the past, the WinCE group. But, but there's good news. You guys are still doing a lot of interesting things. So, how about Sam or Daniel, one of you, or the two of you, give us a quick introduction of Toradex. Yeah, maybe Daniel, okay, okay. I'll take it. Um, yeah, so what do we do here at Toradex? Uh, if you're building an embedded device, an IoT device, or any kind of computer that's used in an industrial environment, you will deal with chips and connectors and boards. But there's multiple options how you can do that. Either you build a fully custom system, buying something completely off the shelf. But what we do at Toradex, we actually build the system of modules, which encapsulate all the complexity that a computer system brings with it. It has the processor, the memory, the flash, all the connectivity, all the high-speed signals are encapsulated. Mm -hmm. And then you can just focus on customizing your system with a carry board okay. that um, you can build. And so that's really uh, what we do at Toradex. So we help all our customers that build IoT, industrial, medical, transportation, uh, you name it, devices built uh, or powered by these kind of small computer cards. And and it looks like hardware, but a lot of it is actually software. And I guess we get to talk a little bit about this today. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the first things that we discussed when we're preparing for this uh, recording here was the trends of the industry, right? How you guys came to focusing on SOMs. Right. And this notion, I think it's you, Sam, or I don't know, who, who are you, Daniel, saying, hey, everything begins with software. And, and that's something that was super interesting. Tell me more about what you have seen as trends in the last decade when it comes to hardware for embedded systems. Yeah. So when we started at the beginning, people were really focusing on the hardware. So they started about, oh, what kind of 
SOC do I need? What kind of interface and very, very close to the hardware. And what we really saw in the last couple of years is that software gets more and more important, more of the functionality, more of the value of the end products goes into the software. So now we see kind of a change so that the people who define the software, who define the functionality in the software, defining what they need. And then from there, it trickles down what kind of hardware I need, what kind of uh, features I need there. Okay. So that we kind of see a reverse how people begin to engineer a product. Okay. And what about the modularity of software, right? Because we're talking here about something that looks monolithic, right? The chip, everything on that, uh, some here. Is it, the, is it the same thing for the software part where things are like becoming monolithic there or on the contrary, more and more modular things toward the RTOSs and so on? Yeah, also on the software, people want to have something very modular because these products are used in so many different applications and each application has different requirements and medical is maybe different okay. uh, from industrial automation. So the software is very modular. Another topic where modality is very important is to optimize the product. So they're sold in, you know, in, in volumes. So you want to make sure you do not waste uh, resources. You want to keep your attack uh, vector slow and so far. So software is optimized to fit on an embedded platform. Yeah. And then we also, we are actually at Toradex really also uh, working on making it modular for our customers so they can pull in different frameworks, AI frameworks, UI frameworks, and they can easily integrate that. Uh, so we even go so far using uh, containerization, software containerization, mm -hmm. which really help people to easily exchange that, uh, to compilize, uh, you know, put stuff in a small box so you yeah, can exchange yeah. them, makes it much easier in maintenance and yeah. So you get, you get software that's even more modular because you have that integration of the hardware into the SOMS, I like that. Exactly, yes. And also our SOMS, even their one piece, you can actually modelize them. So for example, this one here has a Wi-Fi, Bluetooth on it, so you can mm -hmm. add that, lift that away. And then these modules are pin compatible. Okay. So you can uh, basically design a, a device and maybe do a low end, a high end, or you can upgrade over time. So you can keep your software, mm -hmm. but for example, you just need to be faster. You have a bigger screen, so you can just exchange the module with one, maybe with a bigger GPU. So it's very modular, and so you can improve over time, adjust to market yep. demands, and so on. I love that. I love that a lot. So one other thing that you guys have been have been being very vocal about, and I like that, is open source, right? Open source, as in, it's a great tool for doing IoT right, for doing embedded software right. Tell me more about that. What is the? Why do you think? open source is so important for embedded development these days? Yeah, I think it also has really to do with that shift of the community. I mean, we're selling a hardware and the customer, like our customers, they have to make a lot of decision on their device design that's out of control for us. And, you know, with, with these different peripherals that customers are adding and then the different processor platform that they want to use these peripherals with, the software is what glues it all together. And if you use closed software that maybe just comes from one vendor, and I mean, the chip crisis was a very good example. Mm -hmm. You had to maybe do a redesign and use another peripheral chip very quickly. If you're now locked into some kind of closed source downstream uh, driver from that peripheral, you may be out of lock porting your software over very quickly. So one thing at Toradex that we really focus is we have this initiative at the company where we have 
a mainline first or an open source first initiative. So in the system design, what we're doing is we make sure that all the processor vendors we work with, the peripheral uh, uh, providers that we work with, that they have some kind of open source strategy mm -hmm. because it then also makes our customer life much easier. And it goes even further when you want to maintain these devices for like 10 plus years, mm -hmm. what tell, like if you have something closed, I mean, we don't even know if that company is still going to be around to support it. If it's mainline and open source, you know there's a community around to continue to support that, or you can okay. pick that up yourself. So it's a lot in that longevity and and just the kind of the guarantee that the customer gets that he's not going to be locked out mm -hmm. in the end of the day when he needs to maybe patch his software or there's a security vulnerability. So open source really comes in big there yeah. uh, as a play. Yeah, that makes sense. And we mentioned also, so there's this notion of being future-proof, right, and being able to own Yes. The code, because it's open source at the end of the day. Uh, but there are also aspects as well. Regulation is one of them. You know, um, you mentioned updates, uh, AI that is evolving and that you need to integrate. Uh, so these are all arguments for in favor of open source, right? Um, how does it look like from your perspective? We talk, you, you mentioned software open source, but there's also a notion of, of hardware open source and, and all the way up the stack. How does open source look like for uh, Torrix? Yeah, so, so as Sam already said, it's very, very important for us. And, and as you also now mentioned, for example, cybersecurity. So there's new rules. Yeah. So it has to be secure. You need to be, it has to be proven secure. So people sometimes need to review code, which is much yeah. easier with open source. And then also over time, you need to be able to patch that. So there will be laws that you patch. So you need a very secure and reliable open, you know, update system. Mm -hmm. But you also need the software being able to update that. And if it's maybe you have a weird peripheral where maybe the vendor is not providing update for that, and there's maybe a security patch in there, you're basically yeah, yeah. not able to comply with the law, right? So sometimes it really uh, forces you there. Uh, yeah, and also on the on the hardware, we are, we are very open. So you see here a lot of boards, and there is really we help our customer to design their own carrier boards. Mm -hmm. So they actually use these boards here as a starting point, and these boards are manufactured. You can buy them. Yep. So they know they have a very a good base to start and then they can add, delete things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there it's mostly about reducing uh, time to market, increasing the developer experience and then reducing risk. That, that's something could be. Yeah. I, I would add though really the, the full stack approach. So open hardware for us really means is we provide you all the schematics, all the circuitry that we have tested. So it reduces the risk, but it also allows you that maintainability or we even provide you because we sell all these boards, we test this. Like all our software releases are tests from the hardware to the OS layer, to the application layer. So that is just, I mean, in the end of the day, it's the same benefit you get on the software that you learn, whether it's bug fixes, whether it's quicker time to market, uh, easier maintenance, it applies to both, whether it's in the hardware or on the software side. Yeah. So that triggers a question a bit provocative here on purpose. So. Here we're talking about a model where customers need to have their own PCBs, their own custom form factor. That's devices. right. And, but we're seeing a, a, a trend, or I don't know if it's a trend, actually, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I personally am I'm skeptical about it, but some people say there's a trend to adopt SBCs, to adopt things that are at a high level and, and kind of like make up for, you know, for the lack of flexibility in form factor with, with enclosures and so on. Like, Pick a Raspberry Pi. That's right. And just like put it into whatever enclosure and make it work. 
Do you see the market going towards a model where it's going to go beyond the Psalms and, pe and customers will want to integrate something like a Raspberry Pi format and it's just like off the shelves and integrate it with a software stack without having to create their own PCBs? Or do we, we will still have that need for custom PCBs, custom form factors in the future? I mean, maybe I start. I would say it's really both. I mean, we see both. For sure, Raspberry Pi was a huge... Um, I would say, uh, you know, disruptor for some of the custom applications, but it's also been a huge educational part to bring people into this industry that previously they were locked out, mm -hmm. right, to even get access to this kind of hardware. So we see, I mean, if you look at these applications, there is a range from like a few 500 pieces that some of our customers buy up to 100,000, and then, and then it goes into like half millions, millions. And so all of this, the crazy thing about our industry and embedded is, it's so diverse, it's so heterogeneous. There are some people that can maybe take a Raspberry Pi, put it in a box and hide it behind one of their medical devices that was fine. But there's other medical company that want like this unique customized device design where maybe they need an extra USB port or maybe they need an extra couple IOs mm -hmm. and, and then they want to certify the whole system with these changes and they want to own it. And that's when the customization comes in. And then you have very high volume customers. They say, I don't even want to have two boards or off the shelf. I want to make my full custom design. And yeah. that you see usually in the very high volumes when it goes into several hundred thousands. So yeah, I would say it's a very heterogeneous. It's not a yes and no answer. Mm -hmm. There's actually been a good trend that Raspberry Pi brought to our industry, but we still see very huge demand for these customized systems. Yeah, and, and you really see also a lot of people who originally did everything themselves. So they would just buy the SOC, the RAM, mm -hmm. and then design everything. That, and we really now see a shift that more and more these uh, people, now they go to a module, right? Mm -hmm. Before they go to a single board computer, okay. right? So the first step is really that people who did fully custom designs, they go to a module. Uh, so yeah. there is more yeah. standardization. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying to kill the fully custom one, right? Because, well... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we feel we still feel it, it's yeah. possible yeah. In, in, in very high volume, yeah. but sometimes people do not understand the, the total cost. So there is a lot, if you do a design completely by yourself, there's so many yeah. hidden costs. It's not just the bomb, you need to certify stuff goes wrong, you need software uh, support, you need to maintain your software support. Yeah. Components go end of life, you need to replace that and all of that. And with a uh, system on module, you simplify that yeah. heavily. And, and yeah, from my perspective, I think only the very big ones that do extra big volumes, exactly. the Samsungs, yeah. the Apple, exactly. they, like are able to do their custom designs in-house, right? It depends what the engineering capability you have at your company too. Yeah. You know, if you look at small to medium-sized businesses, they often don't have the engineering expertise, yeah. then they have to outsource that design. Well, that's good for once, but then they still have to maintain that outsourced design over 10 yeah. years. And so that this total cost of ownership for my embedded computing platform is something we try to educate our customers very frequently. And I, I think it's still, it's really, for one, it works, for the other, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. So software on embedded is not easy, right? We, we can like put it in any kind of way. It's not simple today. What are you guys offering beyond that notion of a SOM and, and, uh, and you know, that integration? What are you guys offering in your stack that help customer go from, hey, you know, here's my specs, my requirements to here's my working device? Yeah, 
Yeah, so really, you know, going back to the beginning, it really started with Windows CE, right? Yeah. Like way back well, there, exactly, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> and, and there, our uh, selling point was really making that even much easier. You're probably no platform builder, but that was already too complicated for our many of our customers. So we simplify that. In the meantime, of course, it's mostly Linux. Okay. And we do a lot of work uh, with the Yocto project. Okay. So people who know the Yocto project, we work on BSB, making sure the drivers work well, they're tested and so on. But even with the Yocto project, we feel it's too complicated for many of our customers, especially people coming from Windows, Android, yeah. Yeah. Uh, people who more like to focus on application development and not like building an operating system. Mm -hmm. Because the Yocto project for the people who do not know, that's a project which helps you building your own Linux distribution. Yeah. So it helps you really customize your Linux for your device, save all the memory. So it's very, very good. And we highly support that. But it's maybe too complex for many of, uh, you know, for many people who just yeah. want to focus on their product. And so there we also provide a, a Linux distribution called Horizon OS. And Horizon OS is fully built with the Yocto project. And it's, of course, fully open. So you can actually take Torizon as a reference mm -hmm. platform to start your own Yocto customization, okay. if you like. Or you can just take it as, as it is, as we are testing it uh, very frequently. And you know it's patched and, and it works very well. Okay. And it also comes with over-the-air update and remote access and device monitoring. And all this, why we added that, is because basically everybody needs now. Like when we started, you know, where the air update is pretty fancy, mm -hmm. but now basically everybody needs it. And also with the new uh, security regulations, the push to implement that is getting more and more. Yeah. So, yeah. so we just said that we do it for all I'm, of our I'm hearing that more and more, this need for over the air updates that use indeed to be a fancy thing, something that customers will say, no, I'm actually distributing that thing. It's going to be living for 20 years, never updated. Yeah. And that was right and true at the time where these devices were not connected. Correct. So they were not exposed to threats. They were working, do one thing, do it well, that's it. Now that we are exposing these devices that have more functionality to the internet, now troubles happen, yeah. you know, and people try and access. And there's value for some people, you know, ransomware, like industrial spying states with bad intentions. But um, yeah, so... Over-the-air updates definitely is one. So is, is part of the offer, so Horizon as the OS, is there a cloud service that comes with it? Exactly. So we also offer a, a cloud service called Horizon Cloud, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where we basically uh, offer uh, all the hosted parts, so to do the updates, to do the remote access, and so on. So you can really focus on your application, and you don't need to, to deal with that. But also here, we follow a standard, Optane mm -hmm. standard is a... Uh, Linux cloud, native cloud uh, foundation project. Yeah. Uh, so we follow that. So you can build your own cloud. So you're not locked in. But if you say, hey, I'd rather focus on my application, on my yeah. added value, mm -hmm. but I need this functionality, we, we can help uh, yeah. our customers. So I, I can see the uh, open source influence, you know, from down there all the way up to the cloud. I like that. Yeah, it's been really a journey for us. I mean, we our goal at Toradex is really to make a better computing easy. We just want to help customers being successful in the market as quickly as possible and let them just focus on their application. Mm -hmm. Because all these customers, they, they don't want to build a computer system. They want yeah. to build a device that is very specialized for their market, for their application. 
And they want to focus on that. That's where their value add is with what they're doing. And so pretty much all our work at Tordex that we do is focused around that ease of use, the simplification of these complex computer systems and letting the customer just deal with whatever he knows and what he's good at. And the rest, yeah. they should leave up to us or you know someone who helps them in the process. Yeah, That's I mean, really the goal for us, yeah. right? Everyone should add the value what they're good at. Yeah. Right? yeah. And contribute to that. That's kind of our mission at Toradex, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I like that. No, I think the, the business of IoT embedded and at large, you know, digital transformation with the other technology that come into play, I think is, is really about integration of parts, right? Integration of a piece of hardware with the right software, the right connectivity, the right security stack, the right cloud parts. And having experts are able to focus on their part, make it interoperable, open source standards, and allowing partners to be good at it and integrate that. I think that's that's where we're going. Yeah. You're bringing up an interesting point, uh, Olivia, because partners. I and mean, one thing that we're also quite passionate about is is the ecosystem, the mm -hmm. partner ecosystem that we built. I mean, yes, of course we. I mean, we sell hardware and we, we have a BSP and we have our own distribution, but it doesn't stop there. I mean, we have in our ecosystem, we have different software partners. If you want to use Android or, you know, if you want to use or need help building a carrier board. I mean, we really try to offer all these services at the fingertip of mm -hmm. the customer. So, so really to support them through the process of this complex, because you said, you know, embedded IoT is not easy. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so we really want to fill the gaps wherever possible. Yeah. And the modularity you mentioned at the beginning really comes therein, right? So you, we have machine learning frameworks, UI frameworks, cameras, displays, all in the ecosystem. So you can put it together so yeah. it works your application. Yeah, that's right. I love it. So what's your recommendation for someone who wants to learn more about Tordex? Like, do you have something that people can go look at, try out, get hardware? Etc. What what's the next step for that? Yeah, I I I, I really recommend to go to our website. Okay. And you're actually a little bit, you know, almost famous for our documentation. Okay. So we know that also people in the industry maybe not using our product use our documentation. As this is very, very important for us. We're very passionate about. So definitely go there. Uh, you know, ideally get some hardware. There's a very nice quick start guide. Yeah. You can uh, you know you can go over it. And then for Torice, and we were talking. Uh, about that, and we're talking a lot about open source. So this software is not just designed for Torex hardware. Okay. It also works uh, on other hardware. So even if you have a Raspberry Pi, or you have an x86, or you even have just an emulator, yeah. uh, you can already try out Horizon. There is Horizon.io, uh, and okay. then there's an open source uh, thing. You can go there, and you can learn more about open source projects in there, how we build it, You know all the different uh, sub-projects we, we use and support. And then you can also see a lot of open hardware. Uh, you can try it out. And you can try it out maybe even on the new hardware. Yeah. We don't do it. And we are very happy for anybody who likes to contribute and inter interact with our uh, engineers. I was about to say, because you guys are very much into open source all across the stack, your engineers are on GitHub. They're out there. They're reachable. They are answering. Actually, I was looking at some of the forums and so on. They're on top of it. So you know what to do? Go check out. Yeah. What's going on at Toradex with Horizon and all the tools? Both of you, thanks a lot. Thanks for the coffee. Thanks, Olivia, for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. Thank Talk you. to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.